0: Episode 50, 11 micro habits that will change your life in 2019. My name is Dan Mason. In 2012, I was overweight, getting divorced, battling depression, and feeling trapped in a career where I was successful, but bored and unfulfilled. And it's actually the greatest gift I've ever been given. I used my pain as a springboard to discover my life's purpose. Now, I want to share the same tools and strategies which helped transform my life with you. So you can live Life Amplified. Confucius once said, "...the man who moves a mountain begins by carrying away small stones." Hello and welcome back, everybody, to Life Amplified. The past couple episodes, I've given you some strategies to help you create massive change in your career and life in a very short amount of time. I've even given you some case studies from people who've been able to walk away from a soul sucking job, create a brand new career in as little as five weeks. And I do believe, as a coach, that you can create a massive shift in your life in a very short amount of time. However, you can also create change slowly. And I want I wanted to switch things up this week because there are some people who've listened to those last two episodes and they're like, oh my God, Dan wants to throw me into the deep end of the pool right away and I don't feel ready to make this big change in my life or in my career. And you know what? That's fine. You can create change fast. You can create it slow. It's not really at the end of the day about how quickly you run the race, but it's the fact that you show up at the starting line. And sometimes we can feel so overwhelmed by the amount of change that we feel we need to make. There can be so many areas in our life that are off course that we never even run the race in the first place. We just throw our hands in the air. We get in that place of just being overwhelmed by the sheer magnitude of the work that is ahead of us. And if you're that person, if 2018 has passed you by and you never really really made momentum toward your goals, A, I want you to know you are not alone. If you look at the statistics, less than 10% of people achieve the goal that they set out to reach this year. And in fact, 25% of people gave up on their goals After the first week Walk into any gym anywhere in America On January 1st You're not going to be able to find an elliptical A treadmill It's going to be wall to wall Packed with people And then you know by Valentine's Day You're going to walk into the gym in the morning And it's a ghost town People give up They don't really make the progress that they want as quickly or life's BS gets in the way and it derails you from your plans, but there's always an opportunity to press the reset button. And I also just want to say something to you today. It's time to have compassion for yourself if you didn't reach the goal. We can get so caught up in self-judgment and self-criticism when we're not making the progress that we want. We can say it's because we're lazy. We can say it's because things never work out for us, that we're just not good enough, we're not smart enough, we don't possess the skills or the know-how, or somehow we believe that we were born with less courage than the people who are out there crushing it, and none of those things are true. For all the stories I hear from people about why they're stuck in their life, I can tell you right now, I've done this work Work with people in 13 countries and I've learned from world-class mentors. It's never a lack of money that is keeping you stuck. It's never a lack of time that is keeping you stuck. It's not your obligations to family and your children. And in fact, if you're blaming your kids for the reason why you don't have time to work on yourself, they're hearing it. And you're just creating another generation of clients for me eventually. (laughs) All right. So let's not blame the kids for you not following through. But let's also be gentle with yourself because the thing that I have learned that keeps people stuck, whether it be in a soul-sucking job, in a toxic relationship, in a financial situation that feels burdensome, or maybe in a body, a physical body that they don't feel good about, the thing ultimately that is keeping you stuck is unresolved trauma. And we did an episode on this earlier in the series. You can go back from, I believe it was in June. We talked to Mastin Kipp and did a whole episode on trauma. But I can tell you that the response to Staying Stuck, it's about unhealed emotional trauma. And it's usually associated with a fear of being visible. It's scary to let your truest, most authentic self be seen in the world. Because a lot of times we're afraid of abandonment or rejection from our family or our peer group. There's nothing like the Facebook on this day feature to show me how... I used to be in a totally different place and so scared to let this spiritual part of myself be seen on social media. I got a post from 2013 that recently showed up in my timeline. And at that point, I was trying out meditation as a habit. I did like this Deepak Chopra 21-Day Meditation Challenge. Here's the post that I made Five years ago Uh, Hey guys I've been doing a 21 day meditation program To help me fulfill my life's destiny Yesterday's centering thought From Deepak Chopra was The world is waiting for my vision So with that in mind I give to you all my vision Free of charge Xanax and red wine You're welcome Hashtag namaste So I was really spiritually seeking But I felt so afraid That people were going to judge me for that People knew Oh well Dan used to be a douchebag When he was young like who's he to be on this spiritual kick so there was part of me that wanted to make fun of it and denigrate it myself before anybody else could make fun of me and it's funny to talk about on the podcast and it's funny to read sort of a snarky post from a guy who's a life coach and helping people today but underneath it was a really real fear of being rejected and that's what usually keeps you stuck whether it be in your job whether it be in relationships it's part childhood and developmental trauma, it's part relational trauma, and sometimes it's just about how you feel the universe will meet your needs, whether you're even worthy to be supported on the journey. And as it pertains to money and why people say they're staying in a job that doesn't make them happy, we even have generations of financial trauma. Our parents and grandparents grew up during the Great Depression when there really was no money. So for them, walking away from a steady paycheck would seem ludicrous. But for you, there's a deeper wisdom within you that knows it's time to pivot, that it's time to step up and raise your standards and demand more from life. But right now, today, you might not feel ready to make some wholesale sweeping changes in your life. And if you're considering finding a coach or mentor to help you break through in 2019, I think this is so important for me to tell you. Whether it's me or someone else, you want to find a coach who is going to meet you where you're at. There's a lot of people out there in the coaching space that have these cookie cutter programs, you know, that want to push you forward quickly, but it might not jive with you. It might not be the right program for you because every client who comes to me has a different level of trauma. They have a different level of belief about what's possible for them. And they have different circumstances in their life, whether it be financially, relationship, family-wise. So really, you want to find a coach who's going to meet you where you're at. All my coaching programs are personalized to the individual I'm working with. So that's an important question to ask when you're shopping around for a mentor or a coach is how is your program going to be unique for me? How can you help me with my specific blocks and my specific issues that are scaring me right now? And if they can't answer that, they might not be the right coach for you. And that brings me to why I'm doing this episode today about micro habits, because sometimes the best way to build momentum, sometimes the best way to build self-confidence and self-esteem is to show up every day and do the small, esteemable acts that move you forward. By now, if you've listened to this podcast for a while, you know where I started out in 2012, overweight, getting divorced, absolutely humiliated because my marriage only lasted six months. And I found out as my ex-wife was leaving, she had had a guy that there was an affair with on the side for the majority of our relationship, even before we were married, so my confidence was shot, I felt like garbage, Uh, I was stuck in a job that wasn't fulfilling, I was almost 40 pounds overweight, there was literally no area of my life at that point that was working. And I've been honest with you on this podcast in the past. I was having suicidal thoughts at that point in my life. I didn't know if I could make it through. I didn't even know where to begin. And people say, well, Dan, how did you change your life? And I tell them the first step was doing the P90X DVDs. That's literally what started the avalanche of transformation in my life, because I didn't know if I could repair things with my ex-wife or if I even wanted to. And I didn't know if I had the skills or the knowledge of the Capability To reinvent myself in another career That would pay me at the income level that I was making And I didn't know if I was going to overcome A history of anxiety and depression But the one thing that felt like it might be in my control Is how I treated my physical body So I bought those P90X DVDs My buddy David Holmes was a beach body coach And he was the one that signed me up And, and I don't even think David realizes What an impact he made in my life But I did that workout for an hour a day, six days a week. And then all of a sudden, when I lost the first four or five pounds, I started to feel better. I could see the progress on the scale. It got me to show up again. And that five pounds became 10 pounds, which became 20 pounds. And then from there, I started walking into rooms with more confidence. People would be, oh my God, Dan, you're looking skinny. What are you doing? And then I could open up. They would ask me questions about, well, what made you want to make this change? And I found the ability to be vulnerable and tell people, that I was hurting, which was so hard for me, especially as a guy, to do before. You know, guys were not really into the vulnerability thing. You know, girls can get together and have a boozy brunch and have some mimosas and talk about what's not working. But guys don't get together to watch football and be like, yo, bro, I'm feeling broken. You know? <laughs> That's not how we relate to one another. But as I made deeper personal connections in my life and could allow myself to be loved, then I could start making some changes in my career. And all those things started to add up in a while, but it literally all started with just doing an hour DVD of working out six days a week. So today I want to give you 11 simple strategies and you don't have to incorporate these all. And in fact, if you try to, you might feel overwhelmed by that, but pick the ones that resonate with you. Micro habits are so powerful because they don't require an intimidating learning curve. There's minimal risk involved and there's minimal time commitment. And when you start to incorporate a couple of these into your life over the period of a few days or a few weeks, then it takes your stagnation and turns it into momentum because there's a trigger within yourself that says, you know what, I can do this, that I can show up and commit to myself this time. I can make it stick. And because these are so fast and easy, they're sustainable over time. So I really challenge you starting right now to pick two or three of these that you feel most aligned with today, and start working them into your life. You don't even have to wait until January 1st to show up for yourself. These are so simple, and some of them you might actually eye-roll me because they are so simple, but try them on for size, and I would love to hear from you which habits are making a difference for you. You can always join us in our Life Amplified Power Tribe Facebook group. We have the link in the show notes, but I love interacting in there with you and helping you take the things that we learn in the podcast that I teach and actually implement and apply it into your life. So here we go. 11 micro habits that are going to change your life in 2019. It's an awesome New Year's jumpstart. Thank you so much for hanging out with me today. Micro habit number one, hydrate first thing in the morning. And I don't mean just a couple sips of water. I want you to chug 16 ounces of water first thing when you get out of bed and one of the best ways to stay on top of this is to take a large container, fill it up with ice and just a little bit of water and let it sit by the bed overnight. That ice is going to melt. You'll have some chilled water first thing in the morning. Now why is this important? Well, number one, most of us live our life dehydrated. Your body is 70% water and actually your brain tissue is 75% water. And after you've slept, hopefully seven to eight hours a night, With no water intake every morning, you're waking up dehydrated. That is going to slow down your brain function. It's not going to keep you operating and thinking at a cognitive level at the speed and with the efficiency that you would like. And it also improves your metabolism. If you chug that water first thing in the morning, there is science to show that your metabolism increases by 25% for as long as 90 minutes. And it's going to help you flush the toxins out of your body. Remember that Sleep is very good for your mind, but it's actually pretty tough on the body. That's when your organs go to work overtime, eliminating waste and breaking down all the toxins so you can flush those out first thing in the morning. 16 ounces of water, first thing, total game changer in your life. I've had so many clients who've come back to me and they're like, Dan, I kind of thought that was bullshit when you were talking about the water thing, but I actually feel better. Super easy, minimal work required on your part. All you have to do is fill up the water jug. Next to you, keep it there by the bed. Uh, I incorporate this all day long, by the way. If you're looking for a longer term strategy, take your weight, divide it in half, and drink that many ounces of water every day. At my gym here in New York, uh, a couple people refer to me as jugs, <laughs> which I was sort of offended at first. I'm like, are you talking about my man boobs? But no, it's always that I'm carrying around a gallon of water with me all over the city because I am constantly hydrating. But you'll feel better, and it's just better for you. Number two, a micro habit that will change your life. Every morning, as you're drinking your water, ask yourself one question. What can I be passionate and excited about today? So many of you, and I hear this all the time from people, is just you're trying to get by. You're going through the motions. You wake up in the morning, and you're like, oh, how am I going to get through the day? But what if you could just adjust you're thinking and approach the days knowing that there is endless possibilities that this could be the day You meet your soulmate, that this could be the day you have the big breakthrough in your business that brings financial abundance, that this is the day a miracle could happen. In fact, you know, I've talked about the metaphysical text, of course, in Miracles on the podcast before, but they define a miracle as a change in perception. The minute you can change your perception, the miracle is made. And your brain, by the way, as you ask empowering questions, your brain just seems to know where to go to find the answer. We haven't figured out all the voodoo that's going on in the mind yet, but have you ever done that thing where you haven't set an alarm and you told yourself, okay, I'm going to take a nap and I'm going to wake up in 30 minutes and you automatically wake up within a two-minute window of that on your own? Has that ever happened to you? The mind can do so many little things and we just don't have a user's manual for any of it. So if you can automatically wake yourself up from a nap, play with it in other ways. Ask if you could actually be positive and cheerful about that meeting that you have to go into at work today. Maybe you direct your mind to find a way to generate an extra $1,000 in income. You know, one of my uh, graduated clients just reached out to me to let me know. She and her husband eliminated $35,000 in debt in 90 days. It was so amazing that when you start looking for solutions instead of problems, everything will shift. So when you wake up in the morning, that's micro habit number two, we just wanna ask What can I be excited about today? Micro habit number three, especially for those of you going through financial stress in your life, how about if you check your bank account balances every day? Some of you are gonna push back and be like, damn, that seems like a lot, and it is, but where your attention goes, energy flows. A lot of us, if we're experiencing financial trauma, we can be very avoidant around the idea of money, that if somehow we don't look at what's in the bank, then we don't have to obsess over it and we don't have to stress, but that avoidant behavior Behavior is also what's pushing away us being able to generate more money. I have such a great example about a client who put this strategy in action earlier this year. Uh, she was a small business owner and the business was losing money. She wasn't really sure where it was all going, but she wasn't making money and the business wasn't making money. So as we got really clear about setting this intention to overcome that avoidant pattern, to look every day at the online banking, all of a sudden she Realized the partner she had was taking more than her fair share, literally taking 75% instead of 50 out of their business arrangement. And then she was wondering why she was making no money. So within 30 days, once we were able to have the tough conversation and she was able to confront her business partner, all of a sudden the business became profitable, and all of a sudden she started making money. It was pretty remarkable. Within about 60 days, she was earning twice as much money in the business as she was was before but it just required focusing on the books and really looking at those expenses. Now I'm certainly not saying that you have people in your life who are stealing from you, but it's a good idea. It's such a good practice. I even do this in my own life every day. Just logging on, being aware of the finances. Again, where your focus goes, energy flows. So even if there's not enough in that account right now, we can start being generative and think of creative ways, especially if you work in those empowering questions in the morning. How could I generate an extra $400 today? Start opening your mind to new creative possibilities. Put your focus on your finances. Make some change in your spending habits and I promise you we're going to turn things around in that bank account in 2019. Micro habit number four. You've heard me talk about the benefits of meditation and for many people the thought of just sitting cross-legged on a floor and thinking about nothing is enough to induce a panic attack but we're talking a micro meditation habit. Could you just set aside five minutes a day to meditate You don't have to blank out. You don't have to sit on the floor for 30 minutes. You don't have to shave your head and become a Tibetan monk. But can you get in the practice of just five minutes of meditation a day? There are studies that even that short of a time frame can really make an impact in your mental clarity and your emotional well-being. There are great apps out there for this too. I prefer the Headspace meditation app, but Deepak Chopra has some apps. Uh, There's another app called Calm. Find the one that works for you and start to work this in. And Understand that meditation is not about having an empty mind and thinking about nothing. In fact, that's almost impossible for you to sit and have no thoughts. But you can observe your thoughts, and especially the negative anxious ones. And whenever you feel yourself having them, you just go back to focusing on your breath. Focusing on the inflow and outflow of the breath. And eventually, that anxious negative thought begins to float away. And the real benefit of meditation is you realize you're separate. From your thoughts Such a powerful thing I even do this here in New York City I've gotten to the point now Where I can sit on the subway And be in a meditative state You know, I can just close my eyes Go within, focus on my breathing And get the same effects You can do it in the back of a cab You know, so for those of you who are like I have no time in my day Literally, you could go into a bathroom stall And sit on a toilet at work And be in a meditative state While you're peeing or pooping If you want to Never really done that myself but we're throwing it out there. We're opening ourselves up to new possibilities today on the podcast. Five minutes in the morning, and if you really want to overachieve, five minutes in the evening. Twice a day meditation, I promise it will change your life. Micro habit number five to change your life. We hear so much about exercise, but the thought of getting to the gym and doing a 20-minute round trip drive and spending an hour at the gym, if you're a parent, if you have a career, if you have a lot of obligations that can feel overwhelming. But what if you just started with an intention to wake up each morning after you hydrate and take one power walk around the block. If you have a dog, put it on a leash. The dog will love the exercise too. But it's just about the small commitment to move your body. You could Also park in the furthest parking spot away from your building and get in some extra steps there. You could take the stairs instead of taking the elevator. There are creative ways where you could work in this ability to move your body, to exercise, and to get out and move each day. But we're talking a micro habit. So it could be as short as a 10-minute walk around the block. Maybe it's just three days a week to start. But as you start to build up that stamina, as you start to build up the confidence, you can always grow the habit and push yourself to do more. I told you these were super simple. I know you were looking for all the secrets of the universe today and for me to tell you how to achieve eternal peace in Zen, but really, I always believe that massive change over time happens in just the small daily decisions where we say yes to ourselves. And that's what this episode is about. Microhabit number six to help you change your life do a brain dump before bed. Keep a journal beside the bed, and people always get hung up on this too. Dan, I don't know how to journal. I don't know if I'm doing it the right way. It doesn't even have to be a journal entry. It's more the opportunity just to dump out all the clutter in your brain. What are all the things you have to do? What are all the things that are eating up mental whiteboard space? And put them down on paper. Because once you're able to release that, once you're able to let go of all that clutter in your brain, it's actually going to help you have a better night's sleep sleep. Julia Cameron talks about this process uh, in her book The Artist's Way. She says this is the best way for writers to be more inspired and more creative. She suggests this process in the morning and she tells people to write three loose leaf pages non-stop. You never put down the pen. Even if you can't think of anything to write, you just sit there and write, oh shit, oh shit, oh shit, oh shit, <laughs> across the paper <laughs> and just keep it in motion. But she says as you do that, you're freeing up more creativity Me personally, I think this is great at night because I want you to have a better night's sleep and feel more rested to tackle the day the next morning. But you get to create the habit that works best for you. So incorporate that. Just five minutes of free writing before you go to bed. Just dump out all those open loops that are eating up space And watch and see if you don't rest a little bit better at night. Micro habit number seven. Here's one for you, especially for those of you who are challenged with boundaries. What if you could set the intention this week to respond to all invitations and opportunities that you get with, I'll check my calendar. Some of you are too quick to say no because you like to isolate and you're scared to be around people. Some of you want to say yes to everything because you're constantly living for the approval of other people. And that's what I love about this micro habit is it will serve both of those segments of the audience. Just say, I'll check my calendar. And then when you have some time that evening, you check your calendar, you check your priorities and you ask yourself, if I say yes to this opportunity in front of me, am I saying no to what's important to me. It's a super simple way to keep yourself from being overbooked and overwhelmed in your life. A simple response, I'll check my calendar and I'll get back to you. Let's talk about a micro habit that will improve some of your relationships in your life. This is actually one that I personally am resolving to do in 2019. Write a thank you note once a week. And this can totally just be a process for you, by the way. You could write the thank you note to someone who's passed on, who's no longer with you, but they made a huge imprint on your heart and in your life. Write a note to them. And then just burn it and release it to the universe. However, you could also do this for the people who are in your life right now who are very important. And this was a habit I got into right there around the end of 2012 during my rock bottom year. As I had come out on the other side, there were so many people who lifted me up and supported me uh, through that breakup and through that divorce. And I wrote handwritten messages to some of them. And others I just sent Facebook messages to. But I was amazed how many people, like years later told me that they still had that note. One person in particular still has the Facebook message I sent printed out and pinned up on her uh, corkboard in her bedroom. You know, people are so touched. Think about it, wouldn't you want to know if you had made a big difference in somebody else's life? Wouldn't it make you feel good to know that you made an impact, if not in the world, just on one person? that means a lot to you, well, you can give that same opportunity to somebody else. So that's one I'm particularly excited about for 2019. I would love for you to join me, but take a few minutes, write a thank you note each and every week. We're gonna talk about micro habit number nine to help you change your life. Set aside money, each and every paycheck, for giving. And we wanna do this in a no strings attached way right? This isn't about attention. And I would encourage you to make the donation anonymous whenever possible. But get into that spirit of giving. This was something that was so important for me when I was struggling in my coaching business early on. Because there were some months, guys, where I was only making like $1,000 a month, you know? <laughs> Clients and opportunity were scarce for me in the early days. But I made a commitment that year that even if I only made $1,000, I was going to take 10% of it. I would give $100 to Feeding America and I'm personally fond of that charity because I know for every $1 you spend They're able to feed 11 people so it became really fun for me to track through my donations How many people I was able to provide food for through my contribution each time and I also knew by the way that if I couldn't give $100 out of every thousand I made that I would never be able to get to the point where I'd be able to give $10,000 if I made 100,000. So one of the big goals for me that I have in 2019 is to be able to give more away to charity than I made the entire first year of coaching, You know, which is a pretty big amount. I mean, it wasn't necessarily a living wage amount, but it was a substantial amount of money. And I'm really excited. I want to serve enough people and make enough impact where I can give away my first year's salary among a variety of charities that I believe in. And it just feels good when you do it, right? We can get so focused on what we don't think we have. And I guarantee you, if you're listening to this, it probably means you have a smartphone or you have a laptop. So you're doing better than some other people. So it's always a way to put things in perspective to get outside of focusing on yourself and focusing on what you can give. Micro habit number 10 to change your life in 2019. Learn one new thing every day. Make a commitment to reading, to listen to a podcast, preferably mine, go back and incessantly binge listen to old episodes. <laughs> no, it's but this is about learning. This is about expanding your mind because you're only going to be able to show up and contribute more to the world to the degree that you're expanding and you're growing and you're learning. I have a friend of mine who made a commitment. He hated reading. And to an extent, I'm like this. I'm not a big, avid reader, but my friend got in the habit through micro habits where he read One page a night before he went to bed. Because no matter, you can hate reading, but you can read one page a night. And he started to enjoy it. And he started to realize it helped him wind down and relax before he went to bed. So eventually he worked himself up to 45 minutes of reading every day. He was able just to learn more. And the more you learn, the more you grow, the more you grow, the more you're able to contribute. So that's a powerful one. Maybe you can just read one page a day and see if you can work yourself up from there. And finally, one other micro habit to change your life this year, airplane mode on your cell phone and turning off all electronics after 8 p.m. Oh, I know. Somebody's like, oh, Dan, you don't realize I'm very important in my work. Nobody is as important in their work as they believe they are. And if there is a crisis that comes up at 8 p.m. at night, what are you really going to be able to do to fix it anyway? One of my clients earlier this year, we implemented this into her life where she felt like she had to be on her phone until midnight, one in the morning, putting out fires. She sent me an email one day and she said, oh, my God, airplane mode is life. <laughs> Just to be able to disconnect and not be at the mercy of your bosses. I was talking to a friend of mine who has a family member. He's got his boss's text alert set up on a separate ringtone. If it's Christmas Eve, if he hears that special ringtone, he will leave the family and go into the other room. And look, that's a great way to succeed in your career, but it's not going to help you succeed at life. And so much of my work is about helping you, yes, you know, create success but you gotta be fulfilled by it or that's truly life's ultimate failure. So airplane mode after eight o'clock, imagine what you, what could you do with all that extra time? If you weren't stuck on social media notifications, if you weren't scrolling Twitter and Instagram, you know, if you weren't watching your friends bitch about politics on Facebook, my God, you might be more present with your partner able to connect. You might be able to spend some quality time with your kids and your stress level might go down because you're not really at the whim of all the emails that are coming in throughout the night. Uh, So that is a big one. Airplane mode after eight o'clock and don't plug your phone in near the bed. Because it's easy to wake up for like that 2.30 a.m. P and be like, oh, well, I'll take this off airplane mode. You know, just to check and see if any messages came in. I want to see how important I am. It can wait until the morning. So try that one out for size. And like I said, these are 11 habits. They all stand on their own. I don't expect anybody to listen to this podcast and implement all 11. But what I am challenging you to do is... Start out with like the two or three that just resonate with you, that feel right for you, that make you take a deep breath and go, oh, yeah, that would be nice. And start to implement it. Start to implement it just one day and turn that into two days. Think of micro habits as the appetizer. Right? It's just sort of warming you up for the bigger meal. But in every little moment where you make those small decisions to say yes to yourself, yes to your own self care, yes to spending more time with the people that you truly value in your life, that's going to build up. And over 30 days, it's going to make a big impact. And over 365 days, you're not going to recognize your life a year from now. We're coming up here on the final couple weeks of 2018. And take a moment just to assess where you're at. Where are you at in your career? Maybe you're making great money, but something's off. You don't feel happy every day when you go to work. Maybe it's just become overwhelming. Maybe what you really are missing are deeper connections in your life. Do you feel isolated from the people around you? Where are you at with your physical and emotional well-being? Are you living just feeling kind of numb? where you don't get too high on the highs or too low on the lows, you're just sort of like floating along and you're not feeling anything, that's a sign it's time to make a big change in 2019. And yes, I talk a lot on this podcast about creating a career you love, but it's also about creating a life you love. What good is a successful, high-paying career if you're not spending it with people that matter? What good is a successful, high-paying career if you're living in constant need to impress everyone else in your life, but you feel disconnected from yourself and you don't know who you are? At some point, yes, we want to be able to climb the ladder, but we also need people to share it with. And we also want to take the blessings we've been given and share it with other people to make an impact in the world. You know, that purpose conversation about finding your calling, for me, it's the centerpiece of so much. It really becomes your true north the rest of your life. And if there's a little piece of you that says, yeah, you know what? I've crushed it in my career. I feel successful, but I'm ready for more. Don't hesitate to reach out. I do have a couple of VIP coaching spots available in the month of January, and I would love to help you create the fulfillment. The excitement every day when you wake up. Not something that you have to force or the fake smile you have to put on, but to genuinely feel connected to yourself, the people around you, and to a cause bigger than you. If that sounds like something that you'd like, it would be my greatest honor and privilege to serve you in the coming year. Creative Soul Coaching.net. Click on the Work with Me tab. Fill out the application, we can jump on the phone, set up a complimentary 30-minute discovery call, and talk more about your goals and how I can help you accelerate your results in 2019. Thank you so much for spending this time with me this week. I hope the content serves you. Don't forget, you can also screenshot the podcast. You can upload it to Instagram or Twitter. Let me know. Let's engage. What are the micro habits that you're going to commit to? Maybe it's just one of them to start. Awesome. Let me know what it is. Let me know how it's working out for you. And you can always engage with our tribe of listeners in our private Facebook group. We have the link to that in the show notes. I'm in there uh, just offering up some daily mentoring as often as I can and helping you get to the next level. In the meantime... Turn down the volume on your negativity. Turn up the volume on your purpose so you can get out there and live life amplified. I love you so much for listening. We'll talk next week.